little less funky this week. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. yeah, a little less funky. Still beautiful, though. We'll fade that one out just a little bit here. Ah, yes. Welcome to another glorious edition of Modern Day Gladiators, another college football exclusive episode here. Michael Shibley, still your ace of Tennessee sports podcasting here. Of course, alongside me, Mr. Trey Pack. Uh He's back in the building. We are doing this no matter how (laughs) terrible of a Saturday that we had watching a game. I gave up a shift at work for that. Oh, that's so bad. I mean, a guy, he was sick and he's like, hey, can I, you know, can I have the shift? You know, I need some hours. It's like, um, that's that's well, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the first weekend of the Let's season. Yeah. You know, why don't I just kick back, watch the game, then Mrs. Shibbles comes back from the mall, and then we'll just watch the exactly. second half together. Figure Tennessee would be up by a couple right, of touchdowns. Yeah. I would almost be mad to like to be at home. I was like, oh, we're gonna kill them. We're gonna be up by so big. Like it's not even worth it. And then, and then not that happens. <laughs> just not. This is the only time. As much as I went to UT, went to graduate school at UT. You know, as much as I get mad sometimes at the Alumni Association for, you know, doing nothing to help me find a job as much as they talk about things like that. This is about the only time I felt like the university owes me a check (laughs) for what happened for missing work for that. (laughs) I think we all get a a piece of that 950,000. We should at this point. For those of you, of course, who don't know, Tennessee played Georgia State on Saturday. 25-point favorite, I think, when it kicked off. Yeah. And Tennessee lays an egg and loses 38-30 to to a team that finished 2-10 and last year and was picked to finish in the bottom of the Sun Belt Conference going into this season. Was it 38-30? I thought it was 38-23. No, it was 38-30. Then we got okay. a thank you touchdown okay. right at the end. Juwan Jennings got a touchdown okay. pass with about three seconds left yeah, okay, to yeah, just yeah. make it. It's just, yeah. It's not just, even less just, awful. It's still terrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that just, I mean, that just drove me insane. Just sitting there <sighs> watching it. I mean, it, it was one of these things where because people keep asking, well, just what happened? And I think right, so yeah. much of everybody's thought with what happened was, I think, and I talked about this a little bit on uh, on the regular modern day gladiators was the fact that the coaches almost seemed to want to treat this just like a a preseason game. Exactly. And then they got into it when they realized they were in a fight, and then they just couldn't get out of the funk that they were in. Which I understand if you want to play a bunch of players. I get that. But to me... If you're going to do that, be up by four touchdowns before exactly. you start doing yeah, things. Let's like put it on him. Because here's my thing, man. Like especially just running back, for example. We've got all you know. We've got Ty Chandler. We've got this great kid. We've got all these weapons. In that, it wasn't the opening drive. It was the second drive. No, it was uh, the first drive. It was the second play of the game with the fumble. No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, second in the. It was just a a ten yard run by Gray where he just like broke off two linebackers. I was like, why? And then immediately took him out. I was like, what? I don't care. Like, you got to yeah. – this is still a – you put it – like, you nailed it on the head. This is still a football game. Yeah. This is not a practice. This isn't a scrimmage. I don't yeah. care about getting someone looks because now we're 0-1. Yeah, because if you wanted to give him a look, that's fine. But wait until we're up four touchdowns. Exactly. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. I understand, I guess, because Ty Chandler did fumble the – the, the second, that swing right. pass and everything, which I do put, I guess he's calling himself Garantano now. It, 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 Jeez, it's like, weird because uh, I kept wanting to get mad at Ryan Lee for calling him that, but <laughs> apparently that's what it is now. It was actually, 
I liked having Ryan Leaf in the booth oh, for the yeah. game because he was telling it like it is, oh, yeah. which you know will make you mad when you get when he's dissing your team. Right. But the fact that it, that's exactly what it was, he was calling it like he sees it, and Tennessee just flat out played awful. That was just yeah. one of the most inexcusable losses that Tennessee's ever played. I feel like for as long as I've been a Tennessee fan, I've had so many games. That I'm like, oh, this this win was inexcusable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That, that is the the pinnacle of being a that kind of program and having that kind of, uh, of just oomph behind you, yeah. you know your university. But this is the first time I've ever felt like, oh, that was a bad. We lost. Yeah. Like this is a game that we we didn't play them close. They, I mean, should have beat us by two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. And they were on there until yeah, Juwan Jennings gets the touchdown at the end. I mean, you can see the first half being a fluke we were up by three points you can you can understand that because you had the fumble and then it was deep in your own territory which you just don't want to do and of course georgia state's coming out fired up oh yeah Yeah. like we got momentum of course yes well isn't that their head coach was the coach at app state when he was one of the assistant coaches yeah Yeah. when they beat michigan and he's like yeah, and Sean, he should have beaten Tennessee when he took over for Steve Spurrier yes, at South Carolina. South Carolina we had that their tight end. We got they knocked the ball loose. It was a fumble right yeah. near the end of the game. I think that was twenty fifteen. Yeah, I think when that game happened. So I mean, he's been knocking around the chicken coop with with this for a while, and it, they come out with that momentum. But then Tennessee goes right back down the field, scores a touchdown. Right, we get All's the ball well, back. Yeah. Ty Chandler runs still yeah. fast, still thirty one yard yeah. touchdown. But then. Then Georgia State just they were making third downs like nobody's yeah. business, which yeah. was driving me insane. It's so traditional Tennessee, though. I mean, like years ago when they had the third down for what stuff as, as dumb as it was. It, I'm not going to say that's what worked, but I'm saying that we were we were one of the best third down teams in the country. But since that has went away, it's the, like last year for example. It was I mean, it could be third and twenty-seven. It's like, oh yeah, they're going to get this. Like, there's no doubt. It was so frustrating just watching that because then we get down and it was just weird the way the coaches handled. What did we have about three minutes left and two timeouts, and then they ran the ball and was letting time run down. And then by the time we got down there, you had to burn the timeouts because you didn't have enough time. Right. So like, what are you doing? Just score. Just score. Yeah. Just run it there. I I don't know if they were trying to be cute with it. And then we just got outworked yep. all day in the second half. Yes, Ellington was played like an almost an All American or at least an All SEC quarterback mm. in that game, which was frustrating because I don't know why Tennessee didn't put a spy on him at all. Once this game, once we realized that this game was going to be a fight like this, yep. spy him yeah. because they weren't doing it. I know we didn't have Batuli in there, <sighs> but you you got to put somebody we, on him. We had that nick that that nickel blitz that they got yep. that sack on really early in the game. It's the only time they ran that play that yep. I saw. It's like yeah, I mean yeah, spy that guy, but just come at because uh, bless our defensive tackles to death. Elijah Simmons is not running down this quarterback. Right, it's just not happening. And they did break down the pocket a few times. I mean Tennessee. Right. I thought the line did okay. I mean again, when I say okay, and it's against a Sun Belt. Bottom right. feeder, that's not good. Exactly. But the, but every time they broke the pocket, I saw he, he would just Ellington would just run. It, so it was. It. That, I mean, that's that takes a lot of discipline, and that's from coaching, man. Yeah. Just from playing defensive line, especially defensive tackle. There were plenty of games mm-hmm. I played in where my job was not to pass rush. My job yeah. was all, not necessarily to spy, 
But I've got to, I know if I get upfield too far, I'm just creating a hole for this. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're just clog, clogging up the exactly. lane. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're creating that, po- you're making that pocket, and then those defensive ends are the ones are, you know, collapsing it. Um, but that's every play. Or, yep. We were killing them. We, you know, pass rush, we were getting, you know, getting upfield, but it was too far. Yeah. So, and I talked about this a lot on my show where we talked about, is this the worst loss in Tennessee history? When it terms mm. to, like, upsets, and I, I broke it down. Like, I found all the historical mm. moments that we had. Like, the 1975 uh, North Texas State loss, which was just dumbfounding. And the 1979 Rutgers game, where the historical, the Knoxville newspapers, like, what are a Rutgers? Which, yeah, if you look that up. We lost both of those games. We were ranked in both of those. But now North Texas and Rutgers both ended up having winning records that right. season. So... I mean, they were still dumbfounded losses, but they weren't, and people still talk about them now. My dad will still mention those Mm -hmm. all the time. Of course, you talk about the 96 game against Memphis, where the guy's arm was clearly down, like his elbow on the kick return and everything. If there was instant replay like it is now, that would have been completely overturned. You you talk about some of the other dumbfounded ones. You talk about 05 versus Vanderbilt. Yes. I mean, they had Jay Cutler as their quarterback and Earl Bennett, <laughs> who was a very good wide receiver yep. there for Vanderbilt. And th- we were on – that was the first time we hadn't been to a bowl game since 1988. Right. So, yeah, killed Fulmer um, also. Well, no, that was 2008 is the one that then killed uh, Fulmer. Yeah, yeah. And that was the Wyoming game. I was at that game. Yeah. You talk about sleepwalking through a game and yeah. just not caring anymore. That, that was that game. And then you had the the 2011 Kentucky game where we lost the streak against Kentucky, where yeah. they're playing with a wide receiver at quarterback, yep. running a high school offense, and we just lost seven to ten. <sighs> and again, just dumbfounded. How, how did this happen? Right. Type things. But this one, it's a Sun Belt team, mm. and not a good. It's not Appalachian State. Right. right. It's not an Appalachian State Sun Belt team. Pick to finish in the bottom. Now they could win and go to a bowl game. We we won't know how bad this loss is until the season is is you know we're more into it because they might. I mean that coach may have got that program on the right track, and I mean they may be something in this. I mean something in the Sun Belt as shitty as that is, but I mean they you know they may they could run the table for all we know. Yeah, and and then this loss means next to nothing. And that is my thing, and that has been my thing that through all of this. You know, it's it's Wednesday now, and I've been thinking about it since Saturday. <sighs> the loss doesn't kill our season. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It could set a tone, and yeah, we'll of course. we'll yeah we'll mention that here in a sec. I just wanted to say, losses to me that are more. This was stupefying, and it's yeah. one where I it, it's it takes a minute to get over. But then when you look at the losses like the Tennessee football team had in 01, losing to LSU in the SEC championship game when we got a shot then to play Miami in the Rose Bowl and we lose that, just stupefying. Or even the men's basketball team losing last year uh, to Purdue in the Sweet 16, or this earlier this year in the Sweet 16, where we really had a chance to get to a Final Four and that just didn't happen. To me... Those are more of a heartbreaking loss than this is oh, when yeah. you look at it as a whole. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, I think uh, if you're looking at heartbreaking versus just dumbfounding, I yeah. mean, I think this this Georgia State loss is way more dumbfounding. Yeah. But like when we lose when we lose a Purdue in basketball, it's like yeah, 
And that, it, but even that game was so insane, and we're it not going to get on that on basketball or anything. But you had a chance to win a championship with this exactly. one, like this team. And we talked about this last week when we previewed the whole season, where yeah. we're not expecting Tennessee to contend for a title right. this season. So that our goal that we set out last week, we could still go seven and five. We yeah, could still go six and six. So yeah, getting to a bowl game was the goal, and that uh, that is still in front of you. It's just one less game that we had that we, sh- yeah, that we should have, have had. Yeah. That since you lose to a Georgia State, you've got to now beat. You've got to beat Vanderbilt. Yes, you've got to beat Kentucky. You've got to beat South Carolina. Yeah, you've got to. You know, you if those you are games beat you got to win. State, yeah, I mean, just those yep. games that you could have yep. been a toss up and whatever. We'll still make a bowl. You can't. Yep. There are must wins now. So that's what it is. You mentioned it before. Where this team goes, it is the first game of the season. So you see, now, yeah, beat BYU. That's yeah, the bottom yeah, line because yeah. this team could just pack everything in. I don't, from what I've heard from Pruitt and from what I've heard from some of the guys like Jennings and that. Yeah. Now, yeah, we had two players who had entered the transfer portal and left the team today. Right. But I mean, both of those guys really hadn't done anything on the team anyway. One of them was has been sick all week. Yeah, he'd been and, sick and all was, week, and was then was mad that he didn't play play yeah. out on Saturday. So, dude, you didn't practice. Yeah, <laughs> like come on, man. Like, so, but Juwan Jennings came out and he talked about how mad he is, which yeah. again was one of those dumbfounded things. Yeah, they targeted him the most. Of course, a couple of those were on that touchdown drive right at the end of the game. But it's right. like. Throw the ball to Jawan Jennings. He makes 50-50 balls better than 50-50 balls exactly. when you throw it up. And some of the yeah. things that Garantano did where you're th- he just made some weird decisions that yes. just bothered me. Yes, yes, some of the sacks were on the offensive line, but some yeah. of those, I mean, not recognizing that safety blitz when it was obviously He's on coming. The, yeah, on the line of scrimmage, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, some of those things. Or the defense lining up with some of those weird, like, I, I thought we were brought back the Prowler defense there right. for a second yes, with some of those, exactly. and I just realized that they just didn't line up properly, which was weird. Yeah, it's, and it all boils down to you know yep. not being well. That's coaching. It's it's all coaching. So, but if Tennessee goes out, beats BYU by a couple of touchdowns, and we're destroys Chattanooga, everybody's still going to have that optimism going into the Florida game, which will eventually just let us down because right, of course Tennessee can't beat Florida except once. <laughs> so you'll have that. So we'll pick it up. Just keep going. You can't just right. you, you can't just throw in the towel now. Mm-hmm. Let me <laughs> after ask, game one. Let me ask you this, Shibley. How hot do you think Pruitt's seat is right now? Because I mean, I, I'm big in Vol Twitter. I'm big on the the social media side of things, and I I've already seen the the fire Pruitt tweets and things. Oh like yeah, that. I mean, there, there which, were is, which is inevitable. Yeah, I mean, we could be eleven and one, and that one loss beat Alabama. I'd say yeah. not get rid of him. You have it. You have an inexcusable loss like this. I mean, people are talking about it. But again, you can't fire him after the first game of the second season, where especially where this program was when I mean Butch Jones left it yeah. in just shambles. just shambles, yeah. And now he's got to pick that up. And again, you got to get these guys in here. The offensive line still needs to be reworked. You got to right. get these guys in here. So you know, if if Tennessee loses like ten games, sure. As was, but is there yeah. is there a point in the season that you say, okay, we Pruitt's just not the guy. If I mean, if if our only wins going into the end of the season are against Chattanooga and UAB, if those are our only two wins going into the end of the season, you got to probably get rid of them at that yeah, point. So I thought I, I've given it a little bit of thought of like, 
I mean, I don't think Bruitt seats high at all. Yeah. I mean, I think he's again, we're paying our for se- too many other coaches at this yeah, exactly. point. Exactly. But our season, it's we're nothing's hurt. Like we we everything we set out to accomplish uh, yeah. can be accomplished, and that's my thing with the team. You know, feeling down. It's like you know you didn't ruin your chances at a national championship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was never even on the table. So I mean, staying motivated is is still. Um, not necessarily easy, but it, it's still um, easier yeah. th- than some. It's easier than being ranked, you know, number one and then losing to, to somebody. But then, as we look at the rest of the schedule coming up, there's some teams. As we look at what happened in the rest of the college football here in week one, yep. some of these other SEC games definitely are perking you up again. Week one teams you really find out what a team is between week one and week two. Here yep. is really where you start to see absolutely. That. But there's still some. Go for optimism for winning some of these SEC games. Uh, you look at Mississippi State struggled against Louisiana. I, they call themselves Louisiana, but it was Louisiana Lafayette, Lafayette on a yeah. neutral site. I mean, it was in New Orleans. Right. So Mississippi State didn't look great in that game. Missouri lost in Wyoming. Kelly Bryant was great. He was phenomenal. Right. He can't play defense. Exactly. I think Wyoming ran for like almost 300 yards Man. in that game. So, you know, that's something to look at. You look at, of course, Ole Miss losing to Memphis, even though I don't see that as as big of an upset as other people saw it as. Memphis is a really good mid-major team. Yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah. And then you look at South Carolina just giving up that huge lead to North Carolina. Right. So you see there's opportunity. Mississippi State, Missouri, and uh, Mississippi State, Missouri – and South Carolina are all in Neyland Stadium. Mm-hmm. So we've got those games at home. If the crowd starts to show up, and my yeah. goodness, they all disappeared oh, yeah. quickly. Yeah. But again, it was 90 degrees. Tennessee, yeah. unless you're playing like a BYU or a Cal or a team yeah. from somewhere like that, they should never have a game in the first two weeks of the season at 3.30 o'clock, yeah. 3.30 in the afternoon. It yeah. is way too hot. But so much of that, man, is that's like, hey, do you want to be on TV? Then you're playing at 3.30. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, that's all yeah. we're subject to so much of that, too. Yeah, Absolutely. Especially at this point, yeah, in the, in the program. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, those, I mean, every, I think everybody struggles week one. We just talked about it with Florida mm-hmm. and Miami. Yeah. You know, where Miami struggled, and I think they'll be much better off later in the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that – you said it best, man. Uh, going from week one to week two is when you find out uh, what you're made of. Oh, yeah. And especially we're going into that BYU game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and BYU, they lost to Utah. It was at home. Right. Um, I mean, it didn't you, look great. Yeah, they didn't look spectacular. I mean, they, they've they got a really good – they've got another mobile quarterback. And Utah, though, I think has a really good shot of contending for the Pac-12 championship. Right. So, And I think Utah had a couple of – interceptions and pick sixes in that game too which also helped kind of put it out of reach meanwhile you look at some other stuff that happened i mean one of my favorite games of course was that auburn oregon game yes which was was, just great everything you you wanted it to be bo nicks grow up before your eyes making that what a run on fourth down you had him making a a third and ten throw, and then nine seconds left with a touchdown. That was that was great. Mm. <laughs> Just ripping the heart out of Oregon again. Right, <laughs> Auburn versus Oregon. I mean, you look at Alabama. Of course, it took him a little while to get going. Yeah, no, I was against. Duke. I watched that game, man. And that five star recruit freshman kicker they got missed his first field goal. <laughs> so it's almost becoming death taxes, and Alabama has no field goal kicker. Oh, of course, like yeah. certainties in life. 
I feel like Saban's got them such like in their head at this point that you can't succeed. He might kicking. at this point. I mean, I mean, he's so insane. Yeah, like, just one of the most fun games, which was just nerve wracking because we talked about and I talked about how I think Iowa State has a chance to do some really good things in the in the Big Twelve, and they almost lost to Northern Iowa. Right, beginning which just been, yeah. yeah. Now Northern Iowa, great FCS team, but maybe they were in their own heads because some of these teams don't know how to play as a favorite. Right. Like a yeah. real true favorite. Yep. So, but we'll see what happens with. I mean, they fumbled the ball at the goal line in triple overtime, and luckily none of the Iowa, Northern Iowa defenders could see it. Right. And the quarterback was able to jump right back on it, which just That's saved insane. your season. They scored a touchdown at the end. You look at. I mean, you look at the weirdest moment though happened to be in that Syracuse Liberty game where mm-hmm. Hugh Freeze is coaching from a hospital bed oh, in the coach's it's, box. It's, it's beautiful. It's just like it's so. Let great. an assistant just do nope. it, man. <laughs> Not Hugh Freeze. Not dude. Hugh Freeze. He's insane. And then they did the 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 press conference at the end. He's got the Coke Zero bottle like in the camera. <laughs> product placement. Got to have that product placement, ladies and gentlemen. What's so ridiculous about that is me and you being like the the level of sports fans that we've seen so, so just the amount of crazy things that, yeah. that we've come across. That's up there, man. That's like, really up there. The, the level things. of narcissism, and I get you. You want to rally the yeah. team. You're that guy. You're the head coach. You know, you're your daddy. Whatever. Just take the day off, take man. It off, man. Just stay at home. Like what? Like. Dude, they video called him in for the for the pep talk and all that. That's all fine and dandy, but you can't. You don't yeah. get to be in the box so yeah. with with a nurse and you're in the hospital. This no, is so you weird. Get, you don't get to be. In. And then Dino Babers, the uh, coach for Syracuse, like exactly. pointing up and he's like giving him a thumb. That's just that was, it's, it's weird. It's so weird. In a sixty second Twitter video, it's the it's the greatest thing ever. But yeah. in reality, when you watch that whole game. And realize that he is the one coaching the game. It's just oh insane. That is nuts. The best moment, my favorite moment, though, happened in the Nevada-Purdue game that happened on Friday night mm-hmm. where the Nevada the Nevada fought their way back. Purdue let Nevada come back into the game. Right. Nevada, the freshman kicker, has a chance to kick a 56-yard field goal to win. Yep. Nails it. Yep. And he's a walk-on kicker. Longest field goal he's ever kicked, either in high school or college. And then not only does he get the game ball, he gets a scholarship. Coach puts him on scholarship there, which was just amazing. Those are those – I love those moments. I could watch those videos all day of those kids getting scholarships like that. Oh, yeah. And, of course, we can talk about whether they should be paid. They should. Uh, That's a whole other debate we can have on a whole (laughs) other show. But it's always just a great, great moment to see. So – that was awesome. Uh, now, we've got some better games, which is weird because usually we've got more high-profile matchups in Week 1 than we have yeah. Week 2, but we've got some better matchups coming up here in Week 2. Yeah. We've got a top-15 matchup. Clemson, number one, hosting Texas A&M. Hey, it'll be fun. That was the definitely the closest game that Clemson had all year last year was that two-point game, but that was in Aggieland. Uh-huh. And Trevor Lawrence was not the quarterback. That was still Kelly yeah, Bryant, still who Kelly did, Bryant. who was great in that game. Uh-huh. And speaking of uh, transfer quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts looked great Gee, as Oklahoma's <laughs> quarterback. He had, what his stats were? He had six touchdowns, three running, three, three throwing in, in the first half. Yeah, it's insane. Jesus. Now again, uh-huh. Houston has no defense. Dana Holgerson right. has never wanted to play defense as a head coach, no. so. We'll we'll see, but it was still cool to see you know a guy who did everything right at Alabama just got outplayed by Tua. Right, exactly. And he's still a great guy. I mean, I, as much as I don't like Alabama at all, right. you know, he's always been a good kid. Yeah. So, 
you know, we'll see what happens there. But again, Texas A&M Clemson, that should be a phenomenal matchup. I still like Clemson to get the win. I still like them to cover. Still, I mean, the, the, I think the line's 17 and a half. It wouldn't surprise me if they still won by 20 points. Yeah, that's a that's an impressive line, though, man. That I is, mean, it's a, a you know top 15 ranked team. That's insane. It it's it. I think the fact that it's the heat shouldn't be a problem. It's 3:30, right? And who knows what Dory Dorian's still just spinning out there, so there yeah, might exactly, start yeah, dumping some, some rain. rain. We'll yeah. see what happens with that. I don't think that's going to happen all the way to Saturday. Right. It's still yeah. a long way off as we're recording I'll, this. But I'll tell you this: I mean that that fit, I mean, you can have the best facilities in the world, but that that grass, I mm-hmm. mean, it'll hold that moisture, and that ball gets wet, buddy. It, yeah. It starts bouncing weird ways. And another one where we talk about in prove it mode, if we want both of these teams to do well and have bigger aspirations than they'd had. It's this game happening in Austin, Texas, as number 6 LSU coming into Austin to play number 9 Texas. You've got LSU, who, of course, SEC school, defense. Joe Burrow, their quarterback, can actually score points. I mean, I think LSU scored 55 points. Granted, they were playing somebody I don't even remember. But it's still pretty impressive for LSU. Texas talked a lot about, you know, Ellinger, their quarterback, was like, we're back after they beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. You want to prove that you're back. You better beat beat LSU LSU in your home stadium. That's the thing. If you beat LSU in your home stadium – you're back. Yeah, especially Texas is back on the map. Especially because LSU is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Exactly. I mean, I I can see why the line is that way. I'm still – going to pick LSU for this matchup mm. but I think it's going to be a field goal game I don't think I, if if I was placing money on this one I'd you take the point I'd take Texas in the points so but th- those are some prove it games some games I think people need to be aware of and just again I don't think these upsets are going to happen but definitely some upset alerts I've got Ohio State they're hosting Cincinnati Cincinnati okay. They won, were impressive. They won week. 10 games last year. Right. We're right in the thick of it with UCF going into the final week there yes. in the American Athletic Conference, and they beat UCLA. And who knows what the heck's going on with Chip Kelly in that right. program. Yeah. But they're hosting Ohio State. Ohio State has this long history of just beating the tar out of every other in-state school. Right. I don't think that upset's going to happen, but the line's only 16. For that game. Yeah, I, w- I take Cincinnati in the points Yeah, all day long. And then another one I think you need to be aware of is Michigan is hosting Army. Yeah, Army okay. won 10 games last year. They didn't look great in their opening match. They, they yeah. won it. They didn't look great. But again, Michigan, they have all these expectations. Yep. And you've got a triple option, that, That's this deep. option team that weird things can happen. You only practice against that once once a year. Yeah, you can suck the life out of the ball. I mean, yep. Tennessee saw that when they played Georgia Tech a couple of years ago. Yes. And what weird things can happen. I'm not saying, I'm not going to pick Army. Right. But, I mean... What's the line? On it's that? twenty-two points right now. Oh, I'm taking. Yeah, yeah. Take, You take Army in the points yeah. all day long. Probably parlay it with the under. It doesn't have the over/under here, but yeah, you could see I mean, that. That's, oh yeah, dude. I mean, that's like, with, especially with Army. Army doesn't get blown. I mean, if they get blown out like that, something is. They're playing yeah. someone huge. I just, mm-hmm. And you know how I feel about Harbaugh Bro, and yeah, Michigan. Yeah. I, I mean, I hope they never win another game. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, t- I take Army in the. I will bet. I would bet my car. Yeah, that they. Or, uh, you know, they'll stay within a couple touchdowns. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, you got an old Big 8 matchup, Nebraska uh, going to Colorado. Colorado, again, coming back up 
Nebraska didn't look great against South Alabama last week. Yeah. It was at home again. First week of the season, weird things can happen. And it's at Colorado, but I still think Nebraska gets it. The line's only four points with Nebraska, though. So Yeah, I'd take Nebraska there. I would probably pick Nebraska as well. And then, of course, a couple of games. Pac-12 after dark. You've got Cal, Washington. Cal's got a really That'll good defense. Uh, so Eason, of course, looked really good. Yes. Chucking that ball around in the first game that Washington had. And then Stanford-USC. USC, even though they lost their quarterback, their starting quarterback, Torres ACL. Right. And USC still a one-point favorite hosting Stanford. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, that's, I would pick Stanford yeah, on that one. I would pick Stanford one. all day, yeah. Even though Stanford didn't look phenomenal. And, and we still don't know the status of their starting quarterback because right. he was in concussion protocol after getting it, uh, just a forearm shiver yes, on a slide. Yes, saw that. And the fact that that guy wasn't immediately thrown out of the game, like they Blood took way too long Blood reviewing that game. But we've got some great college football coming up again in this in, in this. Uh, Week two. This is probably the most exciting week two we've had in a long time. Yeah, I feel like it's such the norm now for those week one games to be those throwaway yep. games. I call them the longest yard games. Yeah. Just because that's the whole conversation. you got to keep the shit out of somebody. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I think week two, I mean, yeah, this is definitely going to be exciting. Um Especially games like LSU Texas, like that's that's the game. Those are man. games you just want to see, and exactly. It, and it does. It looks great in the eyes of the selection committee when you talk about it, because yeah, you might have lost that game, but say you win your conference, yeah. And LSU, and your one you, loss is to Texas. Your one loss is to Texas, and Texas wins their conference. You should definitely be, by my goodness, in in the conversation for yeah. getting into the playoffs. It's one of those, you know, that people talk about um, how important strength of schedule is. And it's, yes, it is that important. That even I would rather lose to Texas than kick the shit out of Georgia State. Yep. Oh, all day well, long. Yeah. 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 Depends. Let's see how bad we lose to Texas. Yeah, let's, let's, we'll see that. And of course, Tennessee playing BYU. For what it is, I'm still picking Tennessee to pl- beat we're win still, that We're game. favored. We are. Right? We're favored which by three points. <laughs> blows my mind. Which is insane. <laughs> I just think, again, in Neyland Stadium, and I think people just say, hey, that was just the weirdest aberration of something weird happening. Just, yeah. They don't want to be a laughing stock anymore. They've, everybody's been pointing and oh. laughing at them all, all week, week long. All week. So they're going to just go out there and, and win that game. I've got them winning. I, I don't know why. Plenty of my friends in our pick em game are just went against Refused, that yeah. and just refusing to do it, which I don't blame them. Here's my thing with that, man. I The the big thing on, on Vol Twitter right now, like I said, big fan and they've been a part of it for years, has been Mormon's tailgate. There are thousands of people that <laughs> didn't go to Georgia State yeah. to that game preparing their bodies <laughs> – for BYU. It's the first game that we're selling alcohol in Neyland. Neyland's going to be rowdy, buddy. Yeah. It's going to be insane. It's, I mean, it, I I think we destroy BYU. I hope I, so. I think we – I would feel a lot better. Yes. My biggest quarrel with, with the way the Georgia State game ended is we could have gotten a shootout with them. We yeah. weren't we weren't going to be able to, to stop that mobile quarterback. It wasn't happening. Yeah. Throw it, throw it up to Juwan Jennings. Yeah. Get in that shootout. I think that we'll get in that mode. And Pruitt knows, hey, if I hang 50 on these these Mormons, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> so People will back off a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think we we either kill them or we lose another close one, and that's when couches are burning. Yeah. 
And not in a good way. Not no. in a West Virginia, we upset somebody way. No. It, yeah. Yeah, no. And a Kiffin is gone. Burn the couch is Yeah, way. exactly. All right. Well, as we wrap up here on this week's edition, of course, we got to talk about, of course, like, subscribe, share, yeah. wherever you get all your stuff here, of course, at outlandermedia.net, where you can hear all the other great shows, including, you know, Haffle, oh, yeah. where you will get those shows up. And, of course, DLC Respawn, Deadbeat Radio, mm-hmm. Scared Stupid, Night Terrors, I think is about to just yeah, launch October, up. October, yeah. So that, I'm looking forward forward to that i gotta get on that show at some point now that my schedule is lightened up i gotta i gotta do some good things there there. but of course we've got to thank our sponsors joeshirt.com oh yeah joe i cannot wait for the merch to come out that we've got yes that's gonna be incredible so i mean you're aware of of haffle uh, and like the the ordeal i went through i finally got a joe shirt shirt (laughs) so i was excited about that fits right yeah it finally they came through for me and got me one that fits, so I'm, I'm back on board with Joe's shirt. Excellent. And it's soft. I understand what they were talking all that mess about. It's a great shirt. They're wonderful. Otherworldlycoffee.com. Yes. I mean, you guys are all coffee drinkers. Yeah. So, I mean, all, all the blends that they've got there, just, just get them. Check it out. If you go to otherworldlycoffee.com, type in Outlander at checkout, you're going to get 20% off your order. That's awesome. That's going to cover shipping and taxes. Exactly. Right. Point. Exactly. And, of course, you've got... You've got the Oneida Zombie Fest happening October 12th up in Oneida, Tennessee. All with that whole group, the Black Cat uh, Curiosities and Oddities up there in Oneida. Some of that other stuff. We got this glare. We got to work on this glare. We've yeah, got. Yeah, right as far as events go, I mean, it's pretty much uh, the the Zombie Fest is going to round us out. Uh, definitely be checking out. We've got all these interviews that are coming through now. Oh with yeah. Our, our quote, you know, our partnership with Lionsgate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely keep a lookout for that. A lot of that's scared stupid. And you can catch us at your local wrestling events now, because that is what Pretty Outlander much. is on board with now. Oh, so. heck yeah. Every every indie show that you can think of, we're probably going to have somebody so, yeah, there. So, yeah, I mean, Chris Bell was doing it, did NGW this mm-hmm. past weekend. We literally drove Joey Ryan. To, I, I say we. The network yep. <laughs> drove Joey Ryan to the airport, which is just the coolest thing in the world to me. That's um, wonderful so, yeah. to see. And then, of course, you got we all still do comedy trey you do a lot a lot more than i do now that my schedule's lined up hopefully i can get back on hit the mics a couple more times but we've got some actual people coming in you got the first thursday of every month you've got the locally sourced comedy 9 p.m at central depot we've got you know i know one of your favorite people uh if you listen to half you know i'm talking about patrick pope why Hey, Patrick Pope came to my wedding and he behaved himself the whole time. That's like tomorrow. So. That's not. I don't believe it. That's tomorrow. <laughs> Patty's gonna be here tomorrow. I know. Oh no. <laughs> I thought it said October third on here. Am I misreading I, that? I, I, I probably. Okay. Okay. Probably. Yeah. No. I'm I don't pro- know how to I'm, read. It I'm probably wrong. Okay. Uh, but, but anyway, check out everything we got at uh, OutlanderMedia.net. Uh, check it all out. Of course, again, wherever you listen to the podcast, Google Play. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yeah. five-star reviews. Outlandermedia.net. Outlandermedia.net. Wherever you listen, like, subscribe, share. Be like, hey, these guys are great. Or, hey, we suck. Here's what you need to change. Yeah. We'll go at you uh, yeah, we, all yeah. day long. Uh, the uh, Modern Day Gladiators Facebook and Instagram. On Twitter, Michael underscore Shibley. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, you can find me on Facebook, Trey Pack, and Twitter's Trey Pack. Instagram is Trey Pack one Yep. Kept it real, real simple. Uh, yeah, find us on there. If you got any questions, comments, concerns, let me know, and yeah. we can fight about it. But, oh, we'll you know, fight. I promise I will. I may fight you, but I will take your suggestion to heart. <laughs> we'll take it personally. But now, as we wrap it up here, let's talk NFL. 
Yeah. Week one does happen. I mean, I know this is a college football podcast, but we got to make picks on the NFL. Oh, of course. We love it. Uh, of course, Green Bay and Chicago kicking it off on Thursday, which I think when this comes out will have already happened. Yeah. But yeah. it's all good. Uh, you look at the divisions. I mean, when you look at everything, I've got New England is winning the AFC East. I mean, why would you ever not yeah, pick the Patriots? As I say, death, taxes, Patriots win the AFC East. AFC North, I'm going with Pittsburgh. Excuse me, I can't even talk. I'm going with Pittsburgh. The Browns, all the hype has been on them. they got to prove it to me. Pittsburgh, they've released the shackles of Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. They're ready to get rid of Dobbs, dude, is what I've heard. I know, well, they might be trading Dobbs. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, I've actually got the Browns winning the AFC. Okay, you're going to – they're going to have to prove it to me. I've got got Pittsburgh winning the division – uh, I don't even have the Browns in the playoffs, honestly. I've got <laughs> I've got Houston somehow. They still have the best quarterback now, I think, in the AFC South. So I've got them winning that division. And then I've got the uh, the Chiefs winning the AFC West. Yeah, I've yeah. got the Chargers in the wild card. And I've got Indy. Indy's going to find some way because they've got uh, everything around them, even without the quarterback. Because mm. who knows when that AFC South division. I'm going to go with the Colts for some dumb reason. You heard a certain sheriff was at their their training facility here recently, yeah, right? That's <laughs> see, let's see 18 back on the field. Oh, more, I don't think his shoulder's going to let him no, do that. No, he's not. Uh, I would just – what a perfect, like, That sequel. would still be great. Oh. <laughs> I don't see it happening, but that would one, be amazing. One more game, Peyton. Just lace up. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the NFC, uh, let's see. What do I, I've got the Eagles winning the East. Yeah. Out of that crazy division. I've got Chicago winning the North. Mm-hmm. I've got New Orleans winning the South, even though I think that one's going to be a dogfight. I think Atlanta and Carolina and Tampa Bay all could win that yeah. division. But I've got New Orleans winning it, and then I've got the Rams winning the West. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got this, uh, the Saints and the, uh, and the Rams pl- uh, playing. I don't know. I haven't decided who's going to win the NFC, but they're playing the Browns in the Super Bowl. Okay. you got the Browns going to the Super Bowl, yeah. something that's never happened. Right, no, They've I, had their chances. I take, I take the Browns in the Super Bowl every day, Shipley. Okay. <laughs> you you have, have faith in the Haslam's there. You don't have faith in them here. No. You got faith in the Haslam's with the Browns. Baker, okay. Baker Mayfield, buddy. But, uh, yeah, and I've got the Cowboys, and I've got uh, – is one of the wild card teams, and then I've got Minnesota as my other wild card team. And I've got New Orleans and uh, New England in the Super Bowl. Okay. That's my yeah. pick. So. We'll go from there. But anyway, yeah, we'll figure it out. Let's do this again next week. Hopefully, oh, we'll, we'll come out and things will be a lot happier on Ugh, the ball side. <laughs> that music will be funky again when it comes to all of that. But uh, for uh, Trey Pack, I've been Michael Shibley. You guys have a good one. Yeah. Too sweet. See you next time. See ya.